I sat in this very chair, melting, thinking about what a joke the Falcons coaching staff is that they had two opportunities to end the game, third and one, and then fourth and one. You go for it. You're a, you're a subpar team. Everyone thinks you're shit. You fucking go for it. You don't punt because you're not good enough. You already gave up two touchdowns. The, the momentum was all on the same side. You do not give the ball back. Welcome back to the 100 Times Club where everyone deserves to hit a 100 to 1 parlay every single week. So, Anthony, talk to me. Well, if I was you, I'd start downloading this uh, podcast everywhere. Leave okay. a five-star review if you can. Uh, definitely leave some questions, comments, concern. We'll definitely read them. Also, you can find us on YouTube. We would love to be able to continue to build this community. So kind of talk about, you said that. The- build the community. Did you hear that? Leave a five-star review. Make sure you're in it to win it. We're going to be rocking and rolling all year. And I've been in contact with some possible people coming on the show. And I promise you, you're going to love it. Remember, you must bet on better when it is live to be eligible for the 100 to 1 club, correct? That's that's correct. So obviously, we're rocking and rolling with better. We want you to hit 100 to 1 plays on the better platform, and that's how we're going to keep rocking and rolling. Let's get this show on the road. Speaking of rocking and rolling, Tony Sharp here back again week two. Going to check in here with my man, Million Dollar Marco. What we're going to be talking about is a specific four team par. Four team bang banger, you know what I'm saying? A four teams fucking slammer. Let's talk about it. Four road dogs. We call this four dogs were they're all day long, boy. They're starting to call him the dog father. <laughs> App State at Texas A&M. Take us through this pick. App State at Texas A&M. All dogs go to heaven. Go ahead. You, okay. First off with that game, when I was watching it live, I was diving in and I was like, wow, App State's running the ball effectively against an, against an SEC line. Not only were they running it effectively, they were making the defense look defeated. And that's what made me comfortable plugging them into play at the time was a picket live in the game. What else do you want me to talk App about? App State is always good for that one. Like they just come out of no, they're like, hey, we don't care if we win the... Ghetto Phoenix, <laughs> Ice Mountain, Yap Chicago Super Bowl. But uh, if we do, we're going to fuck somebody's season up along the way. Our goal is to fuck someone's season <laughs> up. That's why we come and play the game every week. And that's exactly what they do. Take um, us into the Washington State at Wisco. Washington State at Wisco. Here's the problem. Washington State's a very underrated team. They play a lot of hard hitters over on the West Coast. What I liked about them is is their pass game was moving. The run game was okay, but what I saw was Wisconsin, as always, they struggle from the the quarterback position. Ever since Russell Wilson left, it's been a disaster (laughs) at the QB spot. Um, They should have signed Ethan Kaliak-Manis from, uh, instead of him going to Minnesota and and, and learning over there, they should have stole him and brought him to Wisconsin. (laughs) That's your fault, Wisconsin. Sign some winners at the QB position, and I won't take freaking low-tier one schools against you. (laughs) Let's take it over to the Battle of Iowa. Iowa State at Iowa. Ah, stop. Iowa State is so much better than Iowa. It's disgusting. The University of Iowa is full of way too many confident bros who think their team's good. <laughs> their quarterback couldn't play in my flag fucking football team. Do you understand me? They are trash. <laughs> they are trash. I swear to God, they, they couldn't so play flag football their offense. Their defense is, I mean, scary. Yeah, there's, but hey. If you can't, if you score, can't score. <laughs> you can't score, yeah. Next, 
21, more of a battle now. Okay. Uh, pretty heavily watched game. Very. This is a team that I've actually been pretty high on because people just fail to realize that they are an SEC football team. They're getting SEC four, five-star recruits. Through and big through. up front. They're running really lucrative, beautiful scheme on the offensive side of the ball. 21 Kentucky at nine Florida in the swamp. Night game to get the season going. Uh, I was so impressed with Kentucky. There was never a doubt in this game. When I knew that this was the lifeline for you, yes. I really, really felt good. I did too. So what I saw but with Kentucky is, is for one, the line was really weird. Like the fact that people were hammering Florida at minus six is when you see a six, six and a half point line, people need to make sure you understand what you're betting. It's a trap. Uh, that's how I look at every six point line. I'll get further into it in the show. I'm trying to also teach people about gambling a little bit that have questions. Stop taking six, six and a half point line favorites. They're just not fun. At that point, just take a money line. If you like the favorite, take a money line, lay the juice and move on with your life. Stop playing with those weird lines. And and Seattle losing yesterday was a perfect example of that. What people don't know about Kentucky though, is, is they have a really, really, really good quarterback. And he is actually an NFL prospect. Um, I don't know how to say his last name, but it starts with an S and the guy's legit. He's got a hammer arm. Um, I, oh, I, I thought you should have, I, I thought you were going to stop right there. He's got a hammer. <laughs> He probably does, because I got news for you. When he got back into the cornfields of Kentucky, I got you every girl is at the plane ready to rock and roll. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but you know what? What happened was, is in the first half, it was kind of like back and forth. Um, I didn't love how it went. There were some turnovers. There were some calls that went Florida's way and not our way. No holds. Like, the refs were one-sided at one point. But in the second half, they laid the law down. I think they went on a crazy scoring run, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the game was kind of a blur. When you're trying to win a million dollars, you get kind of lost in the translation. But... Um, Kentucky's a team to watch. Kentucky's a long shot to win the national title. I know people think I'm high saying that, but they're getting back their best running back, Rodriguez, who's coming back. Rodriguez. Um, he was on an NCAA um, ineligible, and now he's eligible as of October 1st, I think, which is against, I think, Georgia or Alabama. He comes back and he's eligible. So it's going to be really interesting Interesting to see where that goes. I'm That's gonna, either a good thing or a bad thing I'm to gonna come be back watching, against them. I know. I'm going to be watching them all year long. Um, I might put a little sprinkle on them for the uh, I national like that. championship. I like that. Yeah. Moving on. So Saturday, uh, you you were the big man on campus. Now Sunday, there was another parlay. You were about to become the big man yet again. Um, Falcons blue. So here's what it was now. <laughs> Up 26-10. Yeah. 12 minutes to go. A 17-point lead. So take us through that par because that 17-point lead was more substantial for you than it was for little Jimmy over at the ball yard. I'm going to tell you what makes it even worse. It was a 16-point lead, which means they had to score two touchdowns and two two-point conversions, right? All Kentucky... Or, I'm so fucked up. I'm so happy I won a million. I can't think straight. I was so happy with Kentucky winning me the million. I walked into this parlay. I was watching live. The Bears weren't doing great, but neither were the Niners. So I was like, you know what? In this slopopotamus game and that shit field that Soldier Field is, I was like, anybody can win this game. So I said, I like the Bears. And I like the Falcons. And I made the right play. I stand, I sit in this chair today, a loser on Sunday, and say the Falcons were the right play in that game, and the coaching staff costed the Falcons the game. And, and Marcus Mariota fumbling on the five yard line. And what was the wager on that one? That was a $100,000 parlay two teamer plus 235 plus 250 and it paid 1.17 million <sighs> i sat in this very chair melting thinking about what a joke the falcons coaching staff is that they had two opportunities to end the game third and one 
And then fourth and one, you go for it. You're a, you're a subpar team. Everyone thinks you're shit. You fucking go for it. You don't punt because you're not good enough. You already gave up two touchdowns. The, the momentum was all on the same side. You do not give the ball back. It blows my mind, but you know what? I'm just Joe Schmo sitting on the fucking couch watching. I wasn't in the emotions of the game. You know, I, I actually felt the same way. I think right there you got to really grow some balls. And go for it. Uh, especially an underdog in the game. Yeah. Um, and really all the momentum in the world up until uh, the turning 12 minutes of, of events. It's so. like the Falcons are cursed for life. It, like, I was on the other side of that curse when I had the Patriots come back against them back when Julian Edelman made that crazy catch. I'm going back in time here and reminiscing on good moments when the Falcons blew it. But now it's evened out. Now I'm like, literally, I'm, I'm a victim. I'm going to be, t- this game, people are going to talk about this game for a long time. And forever, 27 to 26 is going to be burned into my mind. Oh, it's burned. Never, never going to go away. No. So let's rewind a little bit to Thursday night game, a game in which we both love the Bills. Oh. Uh, Bills look just outstanding, just brought pressure, came up, tackled, g- just made plays when they needed to. Time out. Is that when I took Jake for 250 Bonaroonies? <laughs> Not to touch base on a sore subject, but in the meantime, while the Bills won, the Hold game on. started off. I'll say it. I took 250000 from Jake Paul, and the money's never tasted sweeter in my life. Sweet and, money. Oh, God. Look at me. I gave my kids all a kiss when I got home from uh, Miami. I told my children, Jake Paul might get tattooed on my fucking ass because that motherfucker put all my kids through college. <laughs> I mean, I'm so happy. 250 bones now. I know, I know, I know. But can I tell you something? I'm going to tell you what's next. Jake, I've got a challenge for you. Because I'm a good friend, I'm going to put $250,000 on you beating Anderson Silva in the next fight. If you win, I'm going to hand you back $250,000 with a smile, and I'm going to give you a hug, and I'm going to say, keep your money and don't bet against the fucking goat. You heard it here I first. Drop the mic, but hey, that's my mic drop. Ladies and gentlemen, Completely off. We just witnessed a $250,000 friend-to-friend bet. I want you to get your money Jake back. Jake Paul, $250,000 over the Spider Silva. Yeah. Ballsy bet by the biggest better. Yeah. I like it. I think he might whoop your ass, but I want you to get your money back. So I, that's I, some extra motivation I disagree, for and we're going to get into that later as, right. the, as it gets closer. All but right. I'm going to take the problem, child, and I'm going to show you why. Yep. But... Let's get into the heroes of the weekend. Let's talk about your favorite player who played as a hero this weekend. Who was Batman to you in the NFL this weekend? Justin Fields. Why? Because everybody already counted the Bears out, and he went to the locker room, and for the first time in Bears history, they made adjustments. Um, You could see they got him out of the pocket. They got him moving, which for fucking all year last year, I was like, can you move the guy? He's got legs, and he's fast. 4-3 speed. Like, you can move him, and it shifts everything. The defense collapses to one side, which you saw a huge completion uh, when he threw across the field. He's got the arm strength, he's got the talent, and he's got all the ability. I know I'm very high on Justin Fields, but I got news for you. He's better than Trey Lance, and let's not forget the 
Niners passed on Justin Fields. They took Trey Lance. So he had a lot to prove that game, and he proved it. Made adjustments and was better. I thought that was a huge game for the both of them actually going up against each other. I think yeah. it meant more than it actually signal, you know, than it actually Time showed. Out. Let's talk about it. You guys both get drafted in the same draft class. You're drafted before you're drafted before me, and then you're coming into my house and you're a fucking seven point favorite. Right. Fuck you. Right. And more anticipation yeah. probably at this point or at, at that point. Yeah. Uh, than even Fields was getting. For me personally, though, Michael Thomas. I know it's hard for you to to swallow. I know. But uh, Michael Thomas hasn't played for nearly two years, and he came up with a big play there uh, on the goal line on that back shoulder throw. He did. Uh, says a lot about him not playing with Breeze able to kind of uh, you know dominate. He's, an, that he's game. an elite receiver. Um, I don't know what was going on or what. I mean, I know there's some injury, and I know there's some emotional nonsense going on with him. I don't know, but I like him as a player. He made some great plays, and it hurt. But you know what? I can give respect and kudos. Where it belongs. Okay, perfect. And uh, while we're on the hero topic, let's go over the coach, the kind of the Peter Parker coach of the weekend. Who's playing Spider-Man this weekend in the coaching front? That's a tough one. Who do you think? I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to pick Matt Eberflus for many reasons, uh, one of which is the most important reason that... In the first ten, in the last ten years that I've been able to watch a Bears game, uh, this guy got the Bears in the tunnel, made second half adjustments. I thought that San Fran came out with the exact same game plan. Uh, tons of jet sweep, a lot of motion, a lot of trying to pound the ball on us. Our defense stepped up big, but like you said, uh, the Bears obviously planned for what the 49ers had coming in the second half mm-hmm. under those conditions, and they capitalized immensely. The fact that Fields was able to get outside the pocket, and we were able to utilize a cycled run game. You like I was very, very happy with what the Bears were able to do. I've got a really simple answer. My hero coach this week is Brian Dable, who's coaching the New York Giants. He has real guts. He's got real glory. He's got real coaching. He's got the emotion needed to be a man. He went over to his quarterback when he made a mistake. Daniel Jones threw a ball that was fucking, look at me, my six-year-old could have thrown a better ball, threw it right into the <laughs> opponent's chest for an interception. He's miserable. He went over, you know what though? He's got the right coach now because the coach came over and said, what are you doing? <laughs> what did you see? Just natural. And, and you know what though? He reacted. He's like, I know I, I screwed up. And I, right. He patted him on. Up. He patted him on the back and said, "We're gonna we're gonna move forward." But he came and coached him, and it's special. The ability to go to somebody, reprimand them, and then bring it back it means a lot. Good. So with that being Time said, out. and he went for two to win the game. He went for two to win the game, and Big that's balls. why the Giants yeah. are my hero team of the weekend. Ooh. The Giants uh, facing much adversity against Tennessee, as people thought, yep. a five and a half point dog, uh, segues me right into that team being my superhero team of the week. Love For it. many reasons, they fought hard, they played hard, they stuck to the game plan of getting their superstar Saquon Barkley the ball after many people counted him out in the offseason. Dude, he was, uh, I think he's 50 to 1 to win, um, no, uh, 500 to 1 to win MVP. 500 to 1. And I saw someone put $1,000 to win $500,000 on him to win the MVP. I bet you that number's half now. I bet you it's 250 to 1 after week 1. If the season ended right now, he He, would be MVP. He might be. 165 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Definitely in talks. Definitely in talks. Yeah. All righty. Let's take a look ahead now. Okay. Uh, Very important weekend coming up. This is a matchup that many people are going to have their eyes on. This is a matchup that you could expect two very powerful QBs uh, to come out gunslinging. Chargers versus Chiefs. uh, Minus three and a half the Chiefs. Over under 54 and a hooker. This might be the most watched game of the year. 
And I mean that because who doesn't want to see Justin Herbert go against Patrick Mahomes in a divisional matchup? I think this game should get blasted on the over. I think there'll be 60 points, 70 points scored. But that also makes me think, should I take the under? Do these teams know each other now? Like, is that a trap? You mind on telling us who you like in this game? I, I think I'm leaning currently at getting an adjusted line at plus seven for the chargers or, or waiting and live wagering because I, I think live wagering in a game like that is so underrated. Cause if you like the chiefs and the Chargers score first, you're going to catch them at a picket. I like that. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you something. I really like the chiefs this weekend. I like it bought down a three, you like the chiefs, get yourself some, some field goal value at that half point. Yeah. And I do like the chiefs minus three. And the reason I like it is because I don't think the Chargers should be getting three in this game. Between you and I, though, if the Chiefs score first, I'm sorry, if the Chargers score first, you can catch the Chiefs at a picket. And that could I mean, also, you could be, gamble that could like also that. be wonderful. Everyone says, oh, who do you got pregame? That's not always the right bet. So people need to remember that. Sometimes you wait a second. You see how the offensive lines are holding up. You see how the defenses are playing. You see what adjustments they can maybe make. And then halfway through the first quarter, you make uh, you know, a hammer time bet. That's what live wagering is for. And that's why like betters app is going to be so cool because you can kind of feel out a game and you could say like I think that they're running the ball really effective I think they're going to run the first play of this drive I think they're going to I think they're going to rush it for a touchdown and I think Justin Herbert's going to you know put it over the goal line for I love the idea that you can live wager and I think better is going to have that awesome I yeah. love it and I like the live wager play there too I would agree um, how do we feel though about betting Rogers moving forward after he was nearly assaulted in week one uh, I haven't seen Rogers get hit that fucking hard in a long time I'm going to tell you the last time they got hit hard it was against the Saints week one last year the Saints put an absolute beating on Aaron Rodgers and I think it was 34 to 3 at one point in that game last year week one and then the Packers went on a fucking rampage they just ran over everyone here's my problem he does not have receivers I'm thinking about driving up to Green Bay I'm about three hours away and I'm gonna try out because I got hands (laughs) I got hands I saw his receiver streaking downfield wide open homies fast but no hands who drops the fucking easy catch I pro Aaron you see, if you see this, I will catch the ball in the slot. I'll get you seven yards at a time, and you won't have to worry. I'll be your outlet, and I don't care if I get lit up over the middle. I can't believe the bums that they got playing over there. There's a tight end, though, who I really like. I've been following this guy on Instagram. <laughs> they got a tight end. They need to utilize him as number 80. I'm not going to use his name. He might not want it said, but he's gonna be. I think he's going to play really well. They got to get him out there. He's got it. Aaron Rodgers, I'm not sure if you heard that, but you got a guy over here. He's averaging seven yards a catch. You might want to give him a call. I'm right here. In Hinsdale. Come on over. <laughs> he might decline the offer, though. He won't get any action in for the next 17 weeks. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Can't bet if I'm in the uh, NFL, can The I? Saints are notorious for giving my guy Brady the fucking, the absolute prosciutto pound. 4-0 against Brady since Brady went to the Bucks. 4-0 against Brady since Brady went to the Bucks. Another uh, highly anticipated matchup because of that. Uh, usually the Saints have been coming into this game, as we know, um, as a team that's kind of overlooked, and then they just fucking grab on, you know, grab life by the call, horns. Call me an absolute Dodge. fish. Call me an absolute fish. I am diving deep into the Bucks this week. I'm betting the over in that game as well. I'm fucking going head first. Over Bucks. I don't care. Why? I don't care. I I don't care. If it's a trap, put me in jail. I'm guilty. Fuck it. It's the first time I'm looking at a line saying, wow, what a trap. And I'm like, take me in, officer. I want to get fucking pounded by the guy inside. Because I just love it. I love it. You don't love it? You don't fucking love it. I mean, I love you it. You don't like Brady minus hey, two and a half. Listen, listen. 
don't you don't you judge me? I am. You know how much I love Brady, and you know how much I'm gonna agree with you. The only thing I'm not gonna agree with what? something I never want to do. What? I never want to get locked up, handcuffed, and pounded in my ass. God forbid. That's how confident I am that it's like not a trap. But if it is a trap, God, hit me again. I can put some steak on it. You know. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I know. I was a little uh, triple. I was uh, R-rated for the podcast. But no, I mean it. I like the Bucks this week. Um, minus two and a half. They've got all the receiving core. they got all the run game. Um, their defense is a little ant, eh, but I like the secondary. Um, I don't know. I just like the Bucks. I'm going to bet it hard. 100,000. You heard it here first. Bucks hard. Real hard. 100,000. 100,000. Minus two in, the, two in the hook. And that anal is going to transition us into our next segment. <laughs> Of Mary Fuck Kill. I got, I, can I go first on you this? You could absolutely right. go first. So I have three games picked and I need you to pick them and we're going to okay. rock and roll, okay? All righty. I got the Jets plus six against the Browns. Okay. The Packers minus 10 against the Bears. Okay. Or the Bucks minus two and a half against the Saints. <laughs> we knew that was coming up. <laughs> marry one, fuck one, kill one. Where's your head at? All righty. I'm going to go ahead and marry the Jets. Oh. Two young lockdown elite corners. Very tough defensively up front. Mm. Uh, they're getting... Uh, six. They're getting six. Six points. So I actually really love the Jets. I'm going to get that up to seven, though. I like that. I just haven't got it. Okay, I like so buying that to seven. Packers minus 10. Packers minus 10 is going to be a kill. I'm going to fucking slaughter them. The Bears should cover 10. The Bears are also infamous, though, for laying an egg up at Lambeau. They get fucking cracked around. Uh, it's not cold there yet, though. And then, of course, uh, you got me all riled up earlier. So my sexy, my sexy. You want to, you want to pound the, the shit out, yeah, especially Brady. He's it. he's good looking. I get to have some fun this weekend. You know what I mean? I love it. How about you, pal? Let me take you through. Brady's your single slate. now too, from what I, I read. Uh, <laughs> take it easy. I'm gonna take you through now. We have the Commanders at Lions. Lions minus two and a half. Okay. At home. Got it. We have the Bucks minus two and a half on the road. Okay. At the Saints. Okay. And we have the Vikings at the anticipated minus two and a half Eagles, which by the way, the Vikings were a big topic on this week's show. So I had to throw that wrench in there for you. Wow. wow, Very weird line down in Philly. You gave me three really hard ones. I did. I'm going to go, I'm going to marry the Lions minus two and a half because I think that's a good one. Okay. I'm going to fuck the Bucks. Minus two and a half. Okay. And I'm going to kill the Eagles minus two and a half. Is that correct? Eagles are minus two and a half. They are minus two and a half. Yeah. I'm going to kill that because I just, I love the Vikings. I'm really high on them and I just, I don't want any part of that game. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's just, I, I where really I'm at. do. So the good news is, is that we, well, we potentially may be there this weekend, but I will tell you that the better team. Are will, we talking about Las Vegas? We're talking about Las, Las Vegas. Ve- we're talking about Sin Viva City, baby. Las Vegas. Viva, Viva. So long story short, the better team is going to be in Las Vegas at Resorts World, where we're going to be hanging out, partying, and you know what else we're going to be doing? What else are we going to be we're doing, We're going to be gambling, baby. <laughs> Hitting the table games hard. Anthony, what's your favorite table game? My favorite table game? Uh, I got to be honest with you. I like craps. I like interacting with the people. I like having a good time. Okay. I also nice. like to see other people make some zort. You know what I okay, mean? Right. I like when you throw that shit down and then that guy at the end of the table. There's like three guys at the end of the table. Mm-hmm. There's the one guy. He's got like the Dago Tian with hey, the medallion. Hey, how you doing? He's like, hey, how you doing? Nice toss. And kid. by the way, how you doing doesn't mean I want to talk. You just, hey, how you doing? Don't even respond. Just hey, nod your head. You do- hey, nice toss, kid. Get this guy a vodka lemonade. There's that guy. Then, you know, there's like the, the, like the, 
you know, the hood crew, my guys, like at the end of the table, like, yeah, you know what's up, baby. Throw I'm going to win this. You know what I mean? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. Pick up them sticks, boy. You win a bang. All right. I'm going to tell you what my guy You got you to think about the third guy. What's the third guy? The third guy's like that Russian guy at the end with like the, <laughs> like the smashing sweatsuit on. Duh. <laughs> I'm a winner. Duh. Give me hard too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you my favorite table game right now. And tell it's us. Baccarat. And I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> you ever want to see people get along that are from different cultures that don't understand each other? Go sit at a Baccarat table. You're going to see the Asian guys going, monkey, monkey. <laughs> I swear to God. And, and, and that, and, and when you're watching, when, here, I got to find a face card. Um, so it, a fa- in Baccarat, a face card is a zero. And your goal is to get as close to nine as possible. It's called not, you have to get eight or nine. That's the goal. And when a, when a monkey comes, that means it doesn't move. So they love this. And I hear him yelling it at the table and it, there's nothing better than sitting at the table and then pounding the table and bending the cards and like you're in it and it's fun. And not to mention it's the best odds in the casino for those of you that are curious. It is the best odds in the casino. Baccarat, then craps. You're welcome. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. So... The real reason that we will be in Vegas, uh, major, major, major fight on the line. This is the trilogy now, yeah. number three. Triple G, GGG, yeah. versus Canelo Alvarez, who's coming off of a loss. Yeah. Uh, what's your take on this fight? Um, I'm going to take Canelo. I think after you're humbled, you bring back the heat. Okay. Um, but I'm also struggling a little bit. Um, I'm struggling with this. I just can't mentally grasp... Um, him losing again. I don't know. I'm just, I can't say, I, I'll fully admit, I'm not the best boxing better. Um, I go off of like emotion there, like who I like and yeah. who I vibe. Um, and I'm also, I, I happen to be friends with Canelo's attorney. And I mean, he tells me he's locked in right now. So yeah. I'm fucking betting it. Yeah. Who do you like? Well, it's hard for me to go against Canelo as well. A shout out to my guy, Big D, uh, big influence on Canelo and yep. hanging out with him down there in Vegas. But yep. I do have to go uh, with Triple G. Triple G? Because uh, the first two, I thought they were so close. I thought both of them fought great fights. Uh, I did think that Triple G had a little bit of the edge in the last bout, mm-hmm. uh, but then he did he did come up short on the scorecard. I look for him to finally make his mark, uh, knock off Canelo. And Canelo's on that vegan diet, which is playing not a, a serious I'm, role. I'm not a fan of that. I, I understand that LeBron did it, extended his career. Yeah. I just... I'm eating steak after the show. So I just, I couldn't imagine my life without meat. That sounds terrible. That's how I feel. I don't know. I mean, what about you? I mean, I couldn't imagine my life without meat either. I know. Like also like when you're, I guess you have to take into consideration when you're on the road, I'm sure they have a chef with them. Of course. At that level. So I'm sure he's eating good, but I don't know. Where's he staying? Do we know where they're like, where they're staying? That's a good question, right? I don't know. Well, I know Canelo stays at the win a lot. Yes. He so stays at I would the win. Assume he I would assume there. he's at the win. And then I would assume Triple G, he looks like a fucking, like a flamingo guy or something. Stay at the Aria. Yeah. Yeah. Something real, <laughs> something real weird. Something like Tower Suites at the Aria secluded. or something like that. Yeah. Like yeah. doesn't talk to anybody. You, I wouldn't even know who he is if he was next to me in the elevator. I swear to God. That sounds terrible. Um, oh, getting back to Las Vegas. So we're going to be at Resorts World. And not only are we going to be staying there, we're also going to be partying there. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but we're going to be at Zook Nightclub. We're going to be at, I think it's called AWOW, AWOW or whatever, the Day Club. Um, AWOW. I don't know. I, we're going to be at their Day Club. AWOW, AWOW. This is my first time going and staying at the resorts world if I go. And I got to say, I'm really excited to experience the the atmosphere there. Not to mention, they put me on the up on their building. And let me tell you something. That was one of the coolest <laughs> moments in my life. So I got to stay there and give them some love. I'll be firing in the casino if I go. I promise you that. So tell us, 
your best Vegas story. I mean, I only I have to ask because you just said, and I was there for you know the. Can you hand me a couple of those so it chips? Was, it was pretty serious. You know what okay, I mean. I'm going to tell you my best Vegas story. I was in the high limit room. You hear that sound? That's the best sound in the world. It is nice. Okay, I'm in the high limit room at the win, and I'm like, fuck. I saw a watch in the Rolex store and I was like, I need to buy this watch. It was $125,000. And I was like, okay, I don't have 125 grand. This is like three years ago. I'm like, I can't afford to buy that. Like I'm, I'm busy with kids and building a house and I got so much shit going. I can't afford it, but I got to go win it. So I took 25,000 into the casino and I won $200,000 and I paid for the fucking watch. And I'm going to tell you how I did it. I went with my buddy, Sean, and he was putting the chips out there for me. And he was going like this, you're going to win. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to fucking win. And somehow, some way, we were at the Baccarat table, and I rallied up. I was changing sides, player, banker, player, banker, and I rode that bitch up. I won eight or nine fucking hands in a row and turned the 25000 into 200000 It was magic. Like, I swear to God, like, it's magic. And I'm going to give you another instance. I got back from the strip club. My buddy Joe and I went over to Sapphire's in Las Vegas. <laughs> I walked in after a long night. I texted my wife. My wife knows I go to strip clubs, so don't act like this is a surprise. She em- embraces it, okay? We go together. That's nice. Okay, we got a great relationship. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, so here's what happens, okay? I walk into the high limit room by the roulette with $3,300. My buddy Joe Petch is with me. He's like a little brother to me. And I'm like, hey, cuz, I got to turn this into 100000 And he's like, how the fuck <laughs> Are you going to turn $3,300 into $100,000? Well, that's exactly what I did. I took my kids' birthdays, my anniversary date, and all this weird shit. And I took I took the money. I put $300 on 10 numbers. I kept $300 in the pocket in case I needed to go buy some like emotional pills, you know, like right. some weed pill, uh, some weed something to just get over the loss something. of the 3000 You might need more than that. But long story short, I rallied on a roulette table from $3,000 to $109,000 in six rolls. I Six kept rolls. I kept rolling and I walked away from the table. I was like, what the fuck just happened? That to me is my best story because I literally walked in broken from the strip club and broke in reality, 3000 and turned into 109,000. <laughs> that was my best experience. Do you have anything like that? Or do you have anything like really memorable in the casino? In the casino, yeah. I think this last trip, pretty memorable. I just had, I stuck to my gut. I said, hey, when we get there, we're going 2,500 on Philly. Philly hits 2,500. Parlay hits for about 6,500. Take the full 6,500 by half a point down. <sighs> by the half a point down, Giannis goes crazy. Bucks win 105. 103. I had a. Uh, I was given a. I was given a point and a half, so I covered. I remember that. It was pretty that hot. Good times. Good times. Very good. There's times. nothing better than wheeling home a, a sport like a sport like a bet, sporting bet ticket in Las Vegas. Nothing. Like the emotions, because there's guys in the sports book that normally you'd get along with, but you look over and like, oh, that motherfucker's got the opposite side of me. You know, you're like, oh, fuck you now. You're not my friend. <laughs> we went a high five 15 <laughs> minutes ago, but now I saw who you bet. And now we're not friends. You're right. I sat in a sports book in, in uh, Baja Mar and uh, there's no one worse than fake like Bucks fans. Cause we all know Bucks fans are Bucks fans now because of Tom Brady. And these guys are like, oh, run the ball. Tommy's the best. He's going to play action. I'm like, did you just say Tommy's the best, but run the ball? You have no idea what you're talking about. Nothing worse than fake fans. I said, I swear to God to this day, I think about it. So. Marco, let's give the people what they want. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, a lot of DMs going on about this and that and who's picking who and whatnot. Let's go ahead and get into 
the the real you know the climax of the show the 100x parlay of the week let's get into it you're liking the jets plus 205 to get us started correct what do we like about that jets game you already mentioned earlier on the show you mentioned you like might have been before the show but i I, we talked about it we talked we like the corners a lot we love the defense that the Jets have, and I honestly think they're not as bad as people think. I think you're getting a ton of value at plus 205. I think the Browns aren't as good as people think. I'll take a Joe Flacco over a Jacoby Brissett. Lions playing anyway. fucking ball. Lions coming off of a of a of a just a gritty gritty game yeah. playing against uh, Carson Wentz and the Washington Commanders. Lions minus 135 going to be the next pick. Take us through that one. Okay, the Lions offense is incredible. Minus the quarterback's average, but the rest of the offense is incredible. Not to mention this has no other factor. They play so hard for their coach. And everybody underestimates how much that means. They want to win, not for themselves, but for their coach too. And last week, they almost came back. They almost came back and upset the Eagles. They did everything they possibly could. Everything. They stole on their last drive, but you know what? They fucking put themselves in a position to win. And I think this this week, I think they might blow them out. So we're going to be taking the Patriots minus 120 for reasons we expressed uh, throughout the show, as well as the Vikings, who's one of our personal 100X club fan you know favorites this year we love the vikings, vikings. plus 115 we're gonna be popping them off too and last but not least we're gonna be really riding on sunday night why don't you give us a preview all uh, right sunday night nbc <laughs> the bra- <laughs> all right uh, i'll do we it we usually right. do that in the hotel room like right before we go out when we're on the room say it again do it I'm again a little kid when when all right sunday night <laughs> carrie wood starts walking out i'm like <laughs> Oh, it's her legs are fire. They're shining. You're like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, wife staring at you like this. Yeah, she's like, stop, stop staring at those. You don't even like blondes. I'm like, you're oh, like, babe, I'm staring at I Khalil like, Mack. Throw I, the ball I in like, here. I like the blondes tonight, babe. <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, we're taking the Bears money line. I I think that the Bears wasn't uh, like a, a fluke this uh, last week, and I think they're gonna win. You may not think they're a fluke. Bears plus three seventy five. That means Las Vegas thinks the in Bears a brutal are environment. A joke. Lambo, Lambo hosting a game after getting bitch slapped. Bears plus three seventy five, and we like them. I like them. I, I, you know what? If this, if we get to the point where this is actually in play, I might consider chartering the jet and heading there. Oh, little Sunday night jetter. I might jet the fucking Green Stay Bay. Stay tuned and, and for that watch. one. That might be, that sounds feasible. If that's, if, if that's where we get to, I might take the jet out there if we're not in Vegas. That would be, fu- that would be fat. That'd be fun. Well, <sighs> it's almost that time. So before we go, kind of take us through best bet of the week, week two coming up of the NFL, a bet, a team, something, a line that really stands out to you. Go. My bet of the week is the Jets plus six. I, I look at you and sit here and say, I like a money line too. I think the Browns are overrated. I think they, they didn't even play that good last week. I know they won. They're, they got a great field goal kicker, whatever. But I really, I, I'm going to stick with that Jets plus six and that's where I'm going to stay. I like that. Yeah. I like that, uh, as you know. Yeah. And for me, uh, I am going to take the Patriots minus one at the Steelers. Uh, my reasoning behind this is that I really think the Patriots, uh, little X's and O's here, I think the Patriots come out in man coverage, blitz Trubisky into the fucking dirt. Yeah. Uh, not to mention, not to mention, 
Their best defender for the Steelers is out. Best defender is out for out. the Steelers. And I really look for Bill Belichick to find every which way uh, after coming off of a loss to scheme to win this game. And that's by by making Trubisky feel uncomfortable. Yeah, Watts out. They're not going to be dancing in the locker room after that game. That's my opinion. I agree with him. I like his pick. He likes mine. Uh, there's a little two-teamer for you if you want it. Jets plus six. Patriots money line. Little two-teamer. I bet you it pays 270. Wild guess. 280. But that's a little free par for you guys. Why don't you go ahead and take us out of here tonight, baby? You know what? This is a hundred time club checking out. I promise you we're going to be coming to you with the best shit ever. And I don't fuck around. And I know Anthony doesn't fuck around either. (laughs) We'll see you all later. And thank you very much.